Welcome to the White Knuckle Racing Club podcast. I'm your host, Brent van der Skeef, and you might have guessed it by now, but this is going to be a podcast all about the world of motorsport. But we'll be chatting to some team principals, engineers, drivers, cooks and cleaners, funders, and anyone involved in this kindred traveling circus that is motorsport. Welcome to Cape Town, and uh, this isn't the first time that you've been to um, South Africa, I believe, right? Yeah. I think it was 2007 and 2008 that you joined the um, A1 GP in Durban. Uh, uh, that was Kailami, actually. Kailami, yes. Kailami, and then I did uh, the Top Gear show with a Red Bull F1 car in Durban. Durban, yes, that's right. Two years later. And how did you find it? It's awesome, yeah, getting to go to a few different places here in South Africa and uh, Cape Town is probably the most uh, vibey one for me in terms of home vibes, you know, next to the water. Yeah. Um, it, it does remind me from, you know, from the home uh, a lot, so it's, <laughs> it's a cool thing to, to come and, and race here. Yeah. Uh, already a good start to the week, so it's, it's nice. And what do you prefer, Cape Town, Joburg or Durban? No, I've been to Joburg um, okay. and Durban. Uh, Durban, I, well, obviously, yeah, yeah. I've been to Durban. Durban was fun, actually. Durban was, yeah. was super fun. I was, I was very, I was a lot younger, and obviously, I, I didn't. I was only there for two days. So at the moment, Cape Town is top of my list, but um, but everything is. It you is have super to say fun. that now, but I mean, I don't blame you because everybody wants to settle here eventually. Um, okay, I actually wanted to start off with an icebreaker. So I'm, I'm from Car Magazine um, and uh, I, I do a lot of uh, motorsport reporting and then also some um, amateur racing in a, in a, in a series yeah, at the local track, Kalani. Um, no, nothing on your level. Um, but uh, I actually wanted to ask you, you've got a very long um, uh, career and history in motorsport and it's not just uh, Formula E. Uh, I know this is the focus today. There's been lots of other things that you've been doing. Um, last year specifically with Jota, uh, you had an amazing year. Um, coming into this year, you also things are looking really, really good for you. Um, if, if I could, if I could look back at your career um, and ask you one question, um, if you could choose any car, any any race, any period against any driver, what would it be and who and where? That's a good question. I would probably I have two. Uh, I would probably do Formula One at the time when I was uh, a Red Bull uh, test driver uh, against Sebastian Vettel at his prime. Mm -hmm. So good win. We, we could do it in Spa. Yeah. Uh, one on one, that would be a nice thing, and just to kind of measure myself against Sebastian on his prime, that would have been cool. I obviously yeah. worked alongside him for a few years and learned a lot from him. Yeah. Uh, and then I would probably do the second one. I would do Macau. Uh, Formula 3 with, well, Felix Rosenquist have done a lot of, probably Max Verstappen. I okay. think he only had one crack at it and he was doing well, but go again together and yeah. <laughs> and it would be a fun after party, I think. And who would win? You have to go and do it, I don't know. Yeah. You, got, you, got, you got to put yourself on top, man. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay, um, and interesting that you asked that question, because what I would like to know is um, the difference between um, an, uh, driving a Formula E car on its limits versus an LMP2 car on its limits. What are the differences? So different, actually. Um, obviously, the cars have slightly different characteristics. This new Gen 3 car is actually more in the direction of how an LMP car wants to be driven. Mm -hmm. Uh, which makes it which makes it nice for me. How um, so? How so? Just just the way you you can lean on the front tires and and how much you can trail brake the car into into the apex of the corner. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't accept as much as the previous car. Um, yeah. But I think we're also still developing the car and we will make it work to to allow for more more of that. Yeah. Um, 
and, and then being a street track is obviously such different compromises that you need to do, you know. Mm. You need to focus on generally a lot more on corner exits and traction, obviously setup and driving style need to go more in that direction. Yep. And there's a, a lot more risk here. Uh, a small mistake, you pay a big price for it. Yep. Um, generally, with how most of the racetracks are going now, you don't actually pay a big price for a mistake. You know, there's big runoff areas, all, all this. Yep. So. I do enjoy the city tracks and the challenge of, of doing it in city tracks. So yep. in the end, they're, they're both of them are motorsport and racing, but they are they are so different. So different. Okay. Um, uh, question: What? For fast or? Yeah. <laughs> you want to join? It says two hour long. For sure. That's Good luck. What's the what's the best racing car you've ever driven? Uh, good point. That's a good question. I've I've had a lot of fun in Formula Three in Macau. Those two just fit like like a glove. It's crazy cool. Okay. And driven driving the F1 car around Silverstone was also kind of the same feeling. Such a good match. A good sure, sure. Fit. Yeah. Um, the World Series car, the World Series was a was a mega one, and the DTM. I didn't have many good races in it, but when the setup and the tires and everything aligned. Yeah. That car to be pushed on the limit was a lot of good fun as well. You got the best of DTM before it went uh, yes, sideways. Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, and just in terms of your career, um, uh, the, the whole F1 side of things, what do you feel stalled your career um, into F1? I think it's just timing, to be honest. You know, I've, I think I was doing what I needed to do to, to get the chance, you know, as, as a Red Bull junior at the time. Yes. It's performing better than, than all the other juniors and in the end things went went south and, and it didn't end up happening mm. but i have to say red bull at the same time they did gave me a career they, yep. they kept me on their roster on, on the f1 program they put me in, in bmw and dtm mm. uh, which started my professional career if you want to call it like that so yep. i have a lot to to thank them thank for them. and mm. uh, obviously you know the the dream of formula one was was not given to me in yep. the last moment but yeah, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm still a very lucky guy to, to Ab call this. Uh, Absolutely, my, my work. your your CV says that. Yeah. Um, and then just in terms of the season coming into it, um, and where you are right now, you've had a relatively unlucky, um, you know, start to the season. And you know, we always talk about like the turnaround and that. And in motorsport, you can't dwell on the disappointment. So, how coming into this weekend, how have you sort of taken that start? Mm. You've, uh, in India, you had a really good, um, you had a lucky, um, but that's motorsport, uh, <laughs> result. Yeah. Um, and how have you actually come into this weekend with, with the right attitude? Yeah, look, it's been, it's been a lot to, to adapt and, and, and learn. Mm. Obviously, getting a new car like all the other drivers in the series, but also changing teams in the same, at the same time. So mm. a lot, the learning process has been huge, mm. steep learning curve uh, yep. in a short amount of time. Uh, obviously, a tricky start to the season for me, and yeah. the, the team doing so well with Pascal winning, winning, yeah. Yeah. winning two races and, yeah. and podiums almost every time. So yeah. the car is there; the car can perform. Yeah. Having Pascal on, on my side is is great because he shows me where yeah. where the performance he needs to be extracted from. Yeah. So that speeds up my process. And like you said, the last one was already a, a good step forward. Obviously, a bit lucky with the podium at the end, but yeah, that's the, it. The, the speed in the race was obviously encouraging. We we caught up to the leaders, and um, so yeah, I think. It's taken a little bit more time than what I was expecting to, to yep. take, but as I said before, we, we never lose. We learn, you know, all That's these right, yeah. all these hard times. They make us stronger, mm. more experienced, and, and I believe that when the time comes that I can perform at 
at a higher level, then all these losses will come into play and Experience help, me, will, yeah. help me perform better. Brilliant. And my last question, because I'm conscious of time, is uh, um, we're talking about sort of technology technological developments within Formula E and I know that you, you're heavily involved with development um, and your experience that you bring into the sport is invaluable. Um, there's like things like talking about um, in-race recharging, um, you know, maybe tire development, all of these things that, that's happening. So how do you feel, um, how do you feel the, the technology changes have gone and what do you see happening in the future? It's been crazy to see how much Formula E has evolved in nine, only nine years. Mm. We've gone from having cars with barely any power and needing two cars to create, to complete a race, yep. to having the double the power, uh, double the range in only one and, car. And less weight. And now it, another step in that same direction. We've got less weight, more power. Yeah. The races are, are, you know, the range is, is still growing and mm. this is only a nine year learning or, or curve, steep curve on, on development side of things. Yep. To see this, from in first person, it's been it's been crazy, you know, working mm. with a few manufacturers along the way, and now with Porsche, I can see how important this stage is for them, for not only to showcase but develop their yep. electric mobility technology and their powertrain. So it's uh, it's cool to be a part of you know rather something than just putting on a helmet and winning races, but yep. part of a bigger message. Okay, cool, great, brilliant, cool. We're done. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks so much. No worries.